Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Season 7, episode 15 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Mark Stoll from California. Good morning and happy new year. Happy new year, Mark, and happy new year to all our listeners. Right, um, first pod of 2021. Let's hope it's a better year than than the last crazy 12 months we've had. Um, it's the first first podcast since since I think almost it's been almost two weeks since we last recorded. So in that in that time, we've played um, we have played Stoke in the League Cup. We will talk a little bit more about the League Cup um, and look ahead to our. Look ahead to our semi-final um, later later next later next week, um, but but we've also had a league match um, against Wolves last Sunday. Um, it, we're going to start off talking about that. Obviously, we played Leeds today and and we've won and um, you know moved to third and, and we're in a good place. But we we can't not talk about um, the performance against the Wolves. Um, another draw. At that time, it was two points from a possible twelve um, from our last four league matches. It's, it had all gone a little bit stale since the Arsenal game. Yeah, I'd agree. It's just it just turgid, and it just it's like a script, right? Mm-hmm. Seriously, every game just felt like it was following the same script, and it's just really frustrating. Really mm-hmm. frustrating, and. As much as we'd say we're in the third place today, it, it's where we should be that bothers me. All these, you know, as bad as the little run we've just come through, a lot of other teams have really struggled too. We should be in a much better position by rights. Mm. I mean, that's a crazy thing about this season. It's been very topsy-turvy, teams dropping points left, right and centre. Um, so in that sense, we're not... You know, it might be not we, any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and actually, if you look at the run of games we had before or leading up to and including the Arsenal match, we did really well against City, against Chelsea, against Arsenal. We got we picked up points then during that difficult period when others were dropping points, um, and we no, and we picked up points against you know on paper strong opponents. I'll include I'll include Arsenal in that. Maybe they're not. Well, they're not a top side, and certainly they weren't when played us. But nonetheless, it's you know it's a it's, it's a North London derby. Yeah, um, it form, ain't an easy game. No, form form and all of that's going to going to go out the window. Um, yeah, so in, maybe in, in that sense, you know, we, we we did some good things up until that point, and, and we, we we did pick up points as others were, were dropping them, and and then we've had a little difficult spell in after that. Um, before today, the Wolves game, I just it was. Really frustrating. We, we I thought we started off really good, um, scored very early on, um, and Dombele, I think, if memory serves yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just sat back, and it was just we were just passive and lacked any imagination, lacked any aggression, and you can't you can't do that in this league, and you can't do that to sides like Wolves, who are, who are a good team, and and. Whilst you can, we can criticise maybe the defending on the corner, Ben Davis, Kane, possibly if we're going to be a bit picky. Um, it was coming, it was coming, and you could see it. And I think Wolves deserved something out of that game, and they and they got their just deserves. But but it was just once again so so frustrating. Why why are we doing this against? I can understand against Liverpool, for example, or City, but why are we sitting back and being so passive? Yeah, one nil's one nil's not enough either, especially away from home, especially against Wolves. Wolves, I think Wolves. There's a stat out there that says Wolves score something like sixty-eight percent of their goals in the second half. They're a second-half team as well. They always seem to improve after half-time, and we just didn't. But one thing that's been 
really bad in the past few games as well. It's just been our ball retention and our passing. It's just been, you know, even when we are under the cosh, we couldn't, we just keep giving the ball back, you know? Yeah. It's very frustrating. And we can talk about... We can talk about styles, different different styles of football. Jose's style's not going to fundamentally change, right? He's not going to play with a high line. He's not going to be on the front foot playing attacking football. Certainly the Jose Mourinho that we've seen at um, United and now at Spurs, he, 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 he seems a little bit more conservative, pro- pragmatic in his approach. I, I think his first spell at Chelsea... Um, even at Real, Real Madrid, his, his team likes to uh, um, attack. I think he's a little bit more cautious with us. Um, frustrating when you look at our personnel, when you look at the players we've got. But we, we, we can't play that more expansive football. But that side of it isn't going to change. Okay, I don't expect him to play with a high line, but I don't think he should be playing with such a low block either. I think you, you, you'd like... To, to see us and he said it after I think the Wolves game he said that he'd instructed them to play higher up the pitch um, but see, regard- I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm getting tired of that too Jav to be quite honest it's like if you if you told them play a low block then admit it don't keep saying at the end of a game that I told the players to do it different but they couldn't or uh, the opposition was so good they couldn't or yeah. they just didn't listen I'm, I'm tired of hearing that shit when it happens too often then you even need to drop some players or, you know, or rest some players or admit or admit the truth. Yeah, be, be man enough to to admit that that maybe you got it wrong. Um, it, yeah. it, it seems like it's, it's conveniently every time everybody's fault but his. Um, well, that, that, what I was going to say was, you know, regardless of that and the style, and I, and I do think we should need to play a bit higher, higher up the pitch, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't expect a massive, I don't expect a high line, but... Um, I do expect us to play a little bit higher up the pitch, and who, who, as to whose fault that is, who knows. But regardless of styles, basic fundamentals, passing the ball, like you say, ball retention, passing the ball, moving it quickly. You know, if you're gonna not play out the back and not be pretty and go route one, that's fine. Okay, that, that's your style. That's fine. But you've got to you've got to find the man. You've got to move it quickly. You've got to, you know, make that effective and. We weren't doing that in those in those run of games. We looked we looked apart from the Liverpool game, which I think you know that's different sort of different opponents. But the other three matches for me were so so disappointing. The Palace and the Leicester and, and that Wolves game. It was just yeah, really just really 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 frustrating to watch. Well, it was it was frustrating too because you know Palace Palace played well against us and. It wasn't a bad game in the end, although we still feel we should have won it. But um, and then they go and get like stuffed by everybody else straight afterwards to make it even more frustrating for us that we couldn't do that to them. You know? Mm. Yeah, I, I'm been frustrated, very frustrated, frustrated with the style of play, frustrated with the. Um, the substitutions are all pretty much generic. You kind of know who's going to come on. It's usually a like-for-like player. It's never anything really, very rarely anything different. And it's just, I don't know. Just we we've got we're better than that. As good as our as good as our defenders are, it's frustrating with our defence too. If if it's open play, our defence is brilliant. But suddenly, when it's a set piece, we can't win a header. Mm. You know. Open play, it's like it's a magnet to one of our defenders. We're really, really good at defending that way. And how 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 long does it have to go on for till we we start getting good at it? Yep, yep. No, and a lot, a lot of the goals we've conceded this season have been from corners, lateral free kicks. Just yeah, we conceded more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, and that's that's one area. The the, the sitting back is frustrating, um, but that's yeah, that's that's where where we are. But the, the crazy thing about it is, um, when we played, when we played Palace, we're top of the table, right? Within two weeks, I think we slipped when we played Wolves. We slipped down to six, maybe, maybe lower. I can't can't remember exactly because there was a little bit of. Um, uh, uh, teams yo-yoing up and down, a lot of few teams playing after us, before us, very tight and congested. Um, fast forward, if we look beyond the Wolves game, 
we had Fulham. We were due to play Fulham on Wednesday. That's that's now has to, has to be rescheduled to a future date because of, because there was a COVID outbreak um, in the Fulham team. Um, that might, in the short term, benefit us in that we didn't have we got some players got some rest going into today's game. And there's there is going to be a scheduling problem with that. I've looked at that, and there's no way that we can fit it in. Looking at our get fixtures and Fulham fixtures, there's no way we can fit it in January. So it's likely to be at some point later in the season, February, March, when by that point we're back in the Europa. Yeah. Um, which means it's more than likely that it's gonna we're gonna have a Tuesday Thursday scenario, Sunday, Tuesday Thursday, or, or Saturday, right. Saturday Tuesday Thursday Sunday. Yeah, that's another, that's another thing altogether. But yeah, going into today's game, we we win and suddenly we're back into third in the table, four point four points off second and first. That's a crazy thing about the league. Oh, definitely. I was shocked when I saw we had climbed that high up the table, but I can't get over the frustration of of where team other teams are in comparison with us and how we should be higher because mm. of dropped points. We had. On today, we had a question from John Steggles, who just says, a step back in the right direction. Will Maureen keep the higher press, as it seemed to work for us today? Uh, well, yeah. I think when we got to about the 65th minute, we went back to a low block again, didn't mm-hmm. we, today? That's the way it looked to me. I was frustrated with that too, because I don't know why everybody seems to make such a fuss about Leeds. They're shit defensively they're absolutely terrible they come up against a decent team and they get slaughtered yeah they create chances but i was i wasn't concerned about leeds at all today once we had scored yeah you know so as good as good a result as it was today it was a good it was a result that was much needed we played some beautiful football that's what frustrated me we played some fantastic football the last 10 minutes of the first half first 15 Mm -hmm. of the second superb we should have scored half all and then we just stopped again and it's just, it's just so frustrating so frustrating mm. you know and we stopped we stopped pushing so high up the pitch and then what happens if they score one or two we've undone all the confidence we've built in our attack and play prior yeah because we sat back yeah, and then you, and then we're then we're in a position where we're where we're chasing the game. I mean, I f- I felt today that we started off slowly. Um, the first yeah. 10, 20, 10, 15, 20 minutes, I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw. Um, it was a lot of just hoof it and lose it. Um, and I thought that Leeds at that point looked the most threatening. And Bamford Bamford had one chance fairly early on, which. On another day, if he had, if he had scored, it would have been a different different game, and we'd have to start to chase the game. I mean, once we once we I think once we've got Anazis in front, we look good. Like you said, it's towards the end of that first half, early into the second half, and we oh, looked... we, played, we played some lovely football. Yeah. I mean, when Sun tried to put Bergwijn in instead of shooting, I just... God, it was crazy. It would have been such a lovely goal, and Don Ballet started coming in at the game, had one of his best games for us, mm-hmm. I think. He actually looked he looked fitter than he has been. He was actually, you know, past the 70th minute, he still looked like he had energy. And he also looked like he was extremely pissed off when he got subbed. Yeah, what, um, just looking at it now, what point did he come off? 76th minute. 76, okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't overly surprised he, he was going to come off, not just because I just, I just at the moment, he had, I don't think he's lasted a full 90 at all, has he? No. Under either no. Pochettino or, or um, I was sort of hoping to see Delhi come on for him, given that Lacelso is injured. Um, but yeah, he played well. Son Kane, I thought was was superb. But I thought maybe less obvious. But I thought certain other players like Ben Davis, I thought he had a solid game. I think Winks as well. Um, Winks, Winks. Winks wasn't in it in the first half really for me, but he was a lot better in the second half. It felt like the game was passing him by. Or he just wasn't. Was, yeah. You know, it was like too quick for him. He felt like he was chasing the game a lot in the first half. Much better in the second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's our regular players, Jav. It's Toby, Dyer, Hoybier, Son, and Kane that are just doing the business. Hoybier was fantastic today. Son 
Sun worked so hard today. He really impressed me. He really did. And Kane was unplayable today, pretty much. Leeds couldn't cope with him. He was turns in his passing, and he was confident today mm. too. You can just, you can tell, right? You could just, you could see when he's on that kind of form. You can't get near him. I think, I think the the, the big take home, other than the players that you've mentioned, is is the, the fact that the the performance overall, certainly from about. From for the for, for the last seventy odd minutes of that match after the, the initial start, I thought it was a big improvement on those four games that we maybe bitched about a little bit, or some of those four games or the Wolves game, for example, that we bitched about at the beginning of, at the beginning of the pod. I think we we, we, we it's a big improvement. No, you know, none of that passive shit, none of that dropping back. Um, but there was there was a confidence in them. They were like looking up and, and passing to each other and not dilly dallying and just you know it seemed like they knew where people were going to be. It was yeah, it was a lot more, lot better. Lot better. Going back to to John's question, will Marine keep the more Maureen Mourinho Maureen keep the higher press as it seemed to work for us today? I think that and this goes back to the discussion we had earlier about you know whether it's Mourinho telling them to drop back or whether he's actually like he says he's told them to play higher up and they're just for whatever reason not following instructions or maybe it's a confidence thing or whatever regardless of that um, I think that I think against the lesser sides and I include Leeds in that um, I think or I'd like to think that you know we will play a little bit further up the pitch and be less conservative whether we actually do that is a different matter. <laughs> I, I don't know. To answer John's comment, I don't know if we'll keep that going in 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 games going forward. You know, I don't know whether we whether it's a confidence thing and we drop back or or whatnot. I think that I think the I'd like to think I really would like to think that Mourinho is sincere, and I don't put those. I don't put the word sincere and Mourinho in the same sentence. But I'd like to think he's sincere enough when he says that he previously had told them to play higher up and they just weren't listening, or whether it's to do with the opposition. Um, I, I hope, you know, I, I hope that's that players, players or him or whoever implement that going forward a bit more. No, I think I think it's pretty obvious that our. Um our default is going to be more towards the low block than the higher press, mm. you know. But we may. I also. It also feels at times like we, he wants us to play in waves as well, right? Yep. We just we kind of change at different different points in the match and sort of go from there. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. But you know, it's getting to the getting to the important part of the season where we can't afford to screw around. We need points. We need to win games. I just think you know if if that is if it is deliberate if it is a deliberate thing like I said before fine against the the, the better sides but really with the players we've got we shouldn't be playing with such a such a low block and you know need to be less passive and more. Well, I mean, more if you're taking... Kane, if you're Kane and Sam, which would you rather play? Would you rather be waiting for scraps or you want to be involved? Yeah, you know, That's... and playing like we did today. And I think the the danger is if you if you if you if you do that against particularly against the lesser sides, if it doesn't work out for you, or they score a goal on the, against runner play or whatever it might be, which happens in football, and you go a goal down, you can't expect to just continue as you are playing that way. You've got to change it up. Yeah. Um, you can't go in thinking that it's just going to be like that. Equally, I think you can't we can't expect that sort of Oh, we've gone a goal, and it's great when you go a goal ahead early on, like we did against Wolves, and think, right, we're going to get that, we're going to get one, we're going to get another, like we did against West Ham, we're going to have a good lead, and then we can we can hold it, hold on to it. That's easier said than done, particularly if it's only a slender lead, like 1-0. So yeah. I, I just hope that going forward, we, you know, we play with a little bit of tactical nous against some of these... T- some of these teams and, and mix it up and be a bit intelligent and sit back when we do need to sit back um, and 
yeah, and like you said, do it in waves if need be. But um, if we're just going to play one one way and invite pressure, um, however, good, I don't care how, how however good your team is, however well you defend, it's it, it's difficult to, to to sustain that for an entire ninety. When you particularly when you don't have the ball and you're you're running backwards and forwards sideways to make it difficult for the opposition. When you don't have the ball, it's quite um, it's, it, it saps up energy. Well, yeah. yeah, and I don't. Uh, me personally, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch a game sitting there, go thinking, "Oh, are they going to score? Are they going to score?" I want to be thinking, watching, thinking, "Are we going to score?" <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it gets real old for me. I don't, I don't I, enjoy it, Jeff. I really I, don't enjoy it. No, and I, and I think you know, this goes back to the sort of the running thing at the moment with Spurs fans in relation to Mourinho some some like him, some don't um, I think a lot of the people who, who like him will always say that well, it's all about results no bollocks, it's not all about results Be- results are not the be all and end all they are the most important thing first and foremost That's regardless of how you play you, you need to win football batches, it's simple as that okay? but it's not the be all and end all um how you do it is also important and and I think if you play football which is difficult to watch um, and you get the results like we did today and like we did in November against you know City and Chelsea okay it was a draw against Chelsea and Arsenal it's one thing that's fine I don't know if it masks masks everything or papers over the cracks, but it it, it certainly appeases fans because you, you get the results. But, but because you you're getting the results, you're getting the wins. But if you don't get the wins and you're playing turgid stuff like we did against Wolves, for example, it's difficult. It's painful. You know, and fans get restless. That's 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 normal. Well, I think the underlying thing is is that if if we really want to play this style of football, we've got to upgrade certain players we have to some players aren't good enough for this I think that's the only reason Winks has been getting in the team is because our passing's been so poor you know just trying to tidy things up again do you think I want to move on but do you think some of this stems from where we were last season in that we weren't getting results for whatever reason confidence was a bit low um, new manager comes in, and the first thing he he does is just to get confidence back. Just because you know people we're conceding goals, it's just to concentrate on the base, basics and and have a solid base. And perhaps if we improve some of the personnel, get better defenders, for example, um, get another Hoiberg type player to play either mm-hmm. in. With him, or instead of him, when we when we when we need to rest him, just strengthen the squad. Whether that would give Mourinho a bit more confidence to be slightly more expansive, like he was in real at Real Madrid, like he was in his first spell at Chelsea. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I one hundred percent think we need somebody that can do both, can play with Hoybier or you know play with somebody else so Hoybier can have a rest that's, num- that's number one for me mm-hmm. number one position where we where we need help and number two is is solving that mystery of who plays with Son and Kane in attack because uh, none of them are, uh, right now are, are making it and I think some of them they've had long enough it's time to get them out and replace them with somebody else yeah, I just wonder whether there is maybe certain deficiencies in the squad and in the team which are causing Mourinho to be slightly cautious, pragmatic, whatever you want to call it. It's very possible. He's not afraid to say, you know, I don't have the players for this or I don't have the players for mm. that at times, right? When he yeah. wants to. Yeah. Um, okay, we had a couple of questions. Now, these, are, these came in after, straight after the Wolves game. Um, so context is a bit bit different um it's when you know we did it's not, it was not on the questions that came in on the back of a dis- disappointing run, run so um just bring to bear that in mind so the first one is from leaf of arroy um apologies if i have mispronounced that um seems like everyone got fed up by Mourinho at the exact same time 
is it already sacking time? And while we're at it, grab a jobless Thomas Tuchel at the same time? <laughs> um, no, nah, it's not sacking time yet, but it's got to improve for sure. Mm. Although if he if he went and bought um, Diego Costa, I'd be one in his head. I'll tell you that much. Not a fan. Costa. Hate Costa or passion. Um, no, not yet. And Thomas Tuchel, I don't even think he's any good. How can you really rate somebody who's been at PSG and they've won the league but not won the Champions League? That's what all their managers do. Mm. Right? Is he that really that good? I'd rather take... If we were going to replace Mourinho, which we're not right now, I'd rather take somebody like Hasselhutl. Or um, the ladder, Arpsy Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I think nothing's going to happen right now, and and a, a victory today is a step in the right direction, so even even less even less likely. Um, we'll, we'll see how the season, season unfolds. I think, I think a trophy is what's... I think at the beginning of the season, probably we looked at it as fans, um, probably Levy as well. Um, returning to the returning to top four Champions League place, I think was a priority, and ideally winning a a, a trophy as well. Um, I think that's what most people want. I don't think that's unrealistic. And I think if those two things are delivered, you know, for example, a League Cup and fourth or third or whatever second in the league um, at the end of the season, then I think that would be considered a good season. And I think Mourinho would. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say enhance his reputation, but that's probably not. Um, it would. He'll talk it up that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it will. It will keep him secure in the job and give him yeah. the confidence to to push well. on. Um, and it will appease the fans. Um, right. So one, two, two questions from Richard Healy. I might do one of them later on, uh, possibly. Uh, so after. He sent a question, I think, before that run of games when we had that, you know, that um, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Palace, all that. He said, after my last question saying at least 13 points from our previous eight games being the least, I I expect we only achieved about 12. Is this a disappointing run of results, a fair reflection of our current standing, or, or were we right to dare to dream? Did we get carried away a bit with being top of the table for, for three weeks? See, I don't... I think... I think more than anything, I, th- I don't think it was the position in the table that got everybody's hopes up. For me, it's more of the, of the run of results and the, mm-hmm. the fact that we played... You know, we beat C, we beat Arsenal, we drew with Chelsea at that point. I mean... When you've done that, you, you obviously you're going to feel pretty much invincible. You feel like you can beat anybody, and you're going to think you're going to expect to keep that momentum and keep kicking on. And, yeah. and it didn't ha- it didn't happen. I think that's the worst part about it, not the league position. Yeah, it was it was that run and, and having such good results. Yeah, yeah. The, the the table does feel false, definitely, and the teams are just yelling up up and down. I mean. Where we are today, third in the table, four points off top, is fantastic. But if you also look below us, there's very little separating the teams below us. So it, it's it's tight. I, I, I tell you what, if we're if we're third in the table, we've played 16 matches. And if in three games from now, at the halfway point of the season, if we're third in the table and also still um, four points off the top at that point, I think that's a good base to be a big a good starting point forget what's what's happened for the first half of the season if we're at that point come 19 Premier League matches that's a really good um, base to be in to then push on and have a second half good second half of the season because if you, if you then have a good second half of the season with that as your starting point there's no reason why you can't have a very good finish come come the end of, end of the season um, but yeah ultimately I agree with you that the, the Regardless of positions, I think the the, the manner of those results um, that we had, coupled with some of the performances um, against what had preceded it, was was what made it disappointing. I think for for many fans, mm-hmm. um, yeah. we've got. I'm going to just jump 
slightly forward because we've got um, we've got Brentford in the EFL on on Tuesday, and then we've got Marine in the FA Cup next um, next Sunday, I think it is. So the next league game is either the f- either a week Tuesday or a week Wednesday. I f- can't remember which. Villa away. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got them, and I think then we've got Sheffield United away before the return league match against Liverpool um, which will be at home um, in a couple of weeks time end of Jan um, or three weeks time or something like that um, Villa game how do you see that? I actually think it'll be a good game and I think it's a good time to be playing them because they're confident right now too mm-hmm. you know and United United beat them albeit luckily yesterday but it was a uh, it was an entertaining end-to-end game. So any time a team comes to us and they're going to play quite open, I fancy our chances. I really do. So I think it's a good game to have and I expect us to get a good result. Okay. Um, let's talk a little, little bit about, about the League Cup. So we played Stoke, um, like I said, since we last recorded the podcast. We won that. Uh, we're into the semi-final. We've got Brentford at home on... On Tuesday, um, it's a one-legged affair. Um, should we win that, um, then we would play one of the Manchester clubs in the final. The final will now be has been pushed forward to April. Um, firstly, on the Stoke match, I mean the thing that really stands out from that game that I can it's it's a distant memory at the moment, but the two things that actually stand out from that game. Well, three things. One, Kane on the score sheet, score sheet again. Um, Bale getting a goal. I think a good, really good header. Um, yes, excellent the, header. Deli Alley giving the ball away and then being subs. What, what are your thoughts on all of that? I, 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 I didn't see the connection, personally. I didn't see that Alley directly affected. It seemed so far away mm-hmm. from when they scored. And it was against Stoke, and you know, we should have been the game should have been all over by by then anyway. But either way, we we reacted in the right way and, and won the game. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was un- unnecessary, and I think in Ali's probably last three performances for us, maybe four, mm-hmm. he's played well, and he's yeah. and he's and his performances look like they warranted him getting another chance. I don't understand. I don't understand what he's doing and what he isn't doing. Or is it I, just because players aren't available? I just think, like, in, in Mourinho's... I keep, I keep saying this every now and then on podcasts. I keep using the, the phrase in Mourinho's defence, um, which is somewhat ironic, ironic, given I'm not his biggest fan. But anyway, um, in his defence, if he's given a player a set of instructions and he's told Delhi, you know, none of that black... no, no back, back flicks, that sort of thing... When when the when you're um, sort of in the centre circle, that sort of area, that that way, if if it's in our own, if it's in the final third, fine. If he, if he's given particular instructions rightly or wrongly, they've come from the manager. Players got to follow them. Now, we can talk about the right rights and wrongs of that, but and that's fine. If that in the, if if that was the case and Delhi didn't listen, then Delhi was in the wrong. Okay, what I what I fundamentally disagree with. Is I think it was disingenuous of, of Mourinho to suggest that that led to their goal because, like you said, I think a lot happened. He said that, oh well, it led to a transition and we were we lost the ball, we were out of shape and they scored. Bollocks! The ball went all the way back to their keeper. Right? We had plenty of time to to reshape, regroup, and yep. and we didn't. And if I, if, if I seem to recall, it was a mistake from Dyer that led to that goal. Uh, no one's calling out Dyer. No one's calling out, for example, Serge Aurier when he when he made a mistake a few games prior to that against Leicester. And he's he's going to pick pick on Deli Ali again. And I and I think his criticism it's one thing to say I took him off because he didn't follow instructions, but to suggest that it led to the goal I think was completely disingenuous. And why criticise a player in public when his confidence is probably shot? He's 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 trying to get his way back into that team. He's working hard. And I don't think that's going to do any wonders for his confidence. What well, do you think? I mean, you, it's like you got to be careful. You're you're trying to coach. You're you're trying to coach something out of what makes a player 
different and what makes them so bloody good, you know? You know, is that some of the reason why Mdombele comes off? Because he doesn't like some of the risks he takes on the ball at times? I don't know. Mm. But, you know, that was just totally unnecessary for Ali. And, you know, it, you know, if we if we keep it, I haven't seen anything since this game, but if we keep him with that, then is he going to come out and slate Doherty for today? Yeah. Because that was unnecessary totally unnecessary and it and, looked like they had a little bit of an exchange too and if he is fine but do it in private do it behind closed doors nobody needs to doesn't need to be so public um well you're making a much bigger deal out of it in being in it in public right you make it instead of just saying look you did this you know and this what happened afterwards you know blah 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 and talking about it constructively as opposed to telling the world yeah, I'm, I, I, I agree. I don't recall Sir Alex Ferguson, arguably one of the greatest managers that's managed in in England. Um, you know, certainly in the modern era, in the post Premier League, post 1992 era, era, if not all time, he's certainly up there. You know, all time, he's, he's got to be up there with likes of you know Bill Nick, Shankly, Paisley, Clough, all Absolutely. of that. Um, I never recall him slagging off a player in public. Sure, he had spats with certain players, and he made it clear who was boss, but I don't recall him, after a match, picking out on an individual. Um, that's I think that's a disappointing aspect. Well, what we've got to remember, too, is it's like chalk and cheese, right, what we were used to with Pochettino as well. Mm. Generally, Pochettino, the only time Pochettino may have come a little bit undone tiny little bit undone with the press was was to, when talking about himself uh, you know rather than talking about players performances or, or or players not playing so it's just totally different it's just totally different and yeah. it, it's it feels like it felt like at first uh, Levy had a, a kind of control on it and it feels like slowly but surely he's, he's losing that control over Mourinho's attitude and he's he's what he's saying to the press. I think, from the perspective of the player, from the perspective of Deli Ali, Deli Ali, uh, it's just very sad to see what's happening there. Um, from the point of view of Spurs, Spurs will keep players, play players, sell players, move on. Right? No, no player is bigger than, them. no manager is bigger, no player is bigger than the club. But from Deli Ali's perspective, I just sort of feel well, if it's not. He's not going to be given the chances. If when he's been given the chances, they're sort of fleeting starts here and there, followed by public humiliation. What is what is the absolute? What's the fucking point of him being at Spurs right now? And as much as I like Deli Ali, right now, from his perspective, I think it's it would be good if he got a move in January. Perhaps a loan move to PSG. Um, reunite with Pochettino, who was confirmed as their manager today, and have the half half the season of his life and make his force his way into the England squad for the for the Euros. Yeah. I don't it just know. feels a waste. Just, it just feels a waste. Well, of course it does. We're, especially when we're we we've we've just gone for a run of games where we've been turgid and and struggling for any real ideas or, or inventive, you know, being inventive and you have got somebody like him sitting there who's been there done it. Yeah. It's not if, like he's. It's not like he's not this kid that's, you know, had one or two good seasons and has lost his way. He's he's played in big games, both internationally and domestically, and he's bloody good. And if he doesn't fit into the manager's plans, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. And move him on. Don't don't just. I don't think. I don't think it benefits any party. Him just sitting there, and. You know, and every now, every now and then coming on, and and then being knocked. I think it's it's, it's, it's yeah. It's like... Jeff, Jeff, if the team's playing well, like it was, you know, earlier on, everybody was saying, "Well, look, the team's playing well." You know, mm. uh, where do you put him? That's not the case right now. I would, mm. if you if you were offered me up the choice of selling Ali or Lucas, I say Lucas. If you offered me the choice of selling Ali or Bergwijn, I'd probably say Bergwijn. You know, and. Even Lamella too, even yeah. Bale, all of them. I'd probably rather keep Ali. So what I'm saying is, is when 
when you everybody else isn't really doing it either, then why the hell aren't we giving him more of a chance? Why are we pushing him out? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, Brentford on Tuesday, we should we should be able to beat them at home. Um, it's a banana get, skin, though. Yeah, they played skin. well. They, they'll fancy their chances. Mm-hmm. They really will fancy their chances. They've got nothing to lose, and they're they're on form right now. Yep, they're doing well in the championship, and yep. they've they've. Um, Dispatch some good sides in the in the league cup this season, so um, I think it will be a difficult game. But we should, I mean, we, we should. should we should be able to beat them. And if we do, final against one of the Manchester clubs, either one I think would would be. Oh, it's got to be United. It's got to be Jose against United in the final. That right? would be if that, we get there. That would be that would be poetic. I mean, I think that they'd still prove much as we 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 like to ridicule United and Ole every now and then. Um, on their day, they can. They can. They've got good players in Fernandez and Rashford. They can cause teams problem. But yeah, they're 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 they're, they're the lesser of the two sides. You would. They're, they're similar to us, in the, you know, that they're the. The success of their season so far has been based on individual players' performances at certain times. The difference with them and us is they've got more players capable of doing and have done that for them and capable of doing that for them, right? They've had little spells where these players come through, whereas for us it's pretty much been Kane and Son. So I'd love to play them in the final, though. Mm. I think it'd be a great final if yeah. we get there. If we get there, we should. We Hope should. We will. Right, um, another one from Richard Healy. He says, "Would a League Cup win and finishing fourth be a good, great, or acceptable season?" Acceptable. I think it would be acceptable and good. Can I? Can I say that? I have said that. Right. Well, I don't know. I think I've said this before. I couldn't give two shits about the Carabao Cup, and it doesn't doesn't mean nothing to me. Getting in the top four is is especially given what a weird, crazy season it is. I think getting in the top four would be a bigger achievement, to be quite honest. And I'd also say that, really and truly, based on the, the squad we have and the way we've what we're capable of, we should be finishing in the top two this season. So I I don't think it would be great. I mean, some people might use the word great. I think great is winning the league or great is winning the Champions League or great is when you're you've had years in the wilderness as we did and we qualified for a Champions League in 2010 at the time that seemed great relative to everything that preceded it so I don't think it would be great I think it would be acceptable in so far as I think finishing fourth has he said above top four or has he said fourth he said fourth so I think finish I think finishing fourth would be acceptable in so far as it's a Champions League place and I think, I think qualifying regularly for the Champions League in this day and age is it, it's so important. I think you can you can afford to be one season out of the Champions League. It's not great. It happens. That's where we are now. But I don't. I think two seasons on the trot really isn't acceptable for a club of our stature at the moment and with the players and personnel we've got. So I think I think you need to be at the top table, qualifying for the Champions League regularly. That's why I think it's it, fourth is acceptable. I wouldn't say winning a cup is acceptable. I would say winning a cup is good. So I think it's both acceptable and good if those two things happened. Yeah, that to, to, makes sense. To me, to me, the FA Cup is the is the lowest sort of the lowest decent trophy. I, the Carabao Cup just doesn't count for me. For me, it should. If anything, I think teams that are in Europe should be in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just finish off by we've got one final question from Ash um, Bussingham, which I'll come to in a bit. But I also want to discuss transfers, the transfer window, and and his question sort of relates to that. So let's just firstly transfer window begins opens today, second of Jan, and it closes on the first of Feb. Realistically, in this window, um, what outgoings do you see, and do you think? Well, who would you like to see come in? No, I'm not talking about players necessarily. 
names if you want. You can mention some, but more in terms of positions. Mourinho went. Mourinho, Jose Mourinho went on record saying yesterday that he didn't. He wasn't expecting any activity in terms of like new signings. This in the window. Whether that's just bullshit, or I don't know. Or... <laughs> It'll probably be just bullshit. You know, it's it's the general deal of, you know, well, if a player becomes available, right? Yeah. That that whole shit. But um, I can't see a lot happening. I really can't. I can't. I I can see us being frustrated and not selling players that we need to get rid of too. Unfortunately, I would love I'd love Danny Rose to finally be gone. You know. Mm-hmm. Others to Carter Vickers, some of the interim ones. There's some other players I wouldn't be sad if they left, but I just don't think it's going to be a busy January for anybody other than the relegation threatened teams, really. Danny Rose, his contract comes, um, uh, his contract runs out in the summer, so either we shift him in January, or he leaves come come the summer. Does it really yeah. matter at this point? Yeah, for me it does because that little prick came out and said that oh I'm I'm seeing out my contract kind of thing like he it, he made you know it was all up to him. Mm. And I just want I just want him gone. Really from, a, I mean, from a monetary point of view, I'm sure even if he even if we could get yeah. two pounds two pounds for him, <laughs> leave leave he would leave he would sell him now rather than the summer. But I mean, I don't think we're going to get a huge amount for for him if we did sell him in January. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if he's scheduled a meeting up for Monday morning at 10 a.m. to go and ask what if Milan have been on the. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> now, the players that contracts their, their contracts run out in the summer are um, Danny Rose, and the other three players are just basically loan signings. So, uh, Gerson Fernandez, Vicenius, and Bale. Um, <laughs> So, excluding those those three, I, I can't see Gedson sticking around. To be honest, um, he's, we're, we're really talking about Rose, and uh, yeah, I mean the other one we talked about was Delhi. Do you, do you think Delhi would we would look to move him on, or whether he would put in a request? I don't think he'll put in a request. I'd be gutted if he did. I don't think he'll put in a request, but I really don't know. I don't know who to believe about it all, but. I, all I know is is that if he goes and that if we let him go, it'll always feel like we'll always feel like well we could have had Deli Ali still there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. feel like we're not ready for that hole yet. Mm. There's some there's some decent players out of contract in the summer that we should be looking at too. Aguero, Messi, Ozil. Yeah, and uh, Di Maria, actually. I think Di Maria was an excellent player. Modric. Modric, possibly. I'm not a massive fan, but, you know. Yeah. Depends whether they want to go to Qatar or China for a big payday or the MLS or whether they want to come over and play real football. So, we were previously linked with Skriniar, um, and I know we've got Rodon, but I think the, the, the feeling was that Maybe we'd go in for Skriniar again in January. Maybe Sanchez would would make way. His his time at Spurs. I mean, he wasn't on the bench today. You had Rodon and Taganga on the bench, but not Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, that's the only area I can see within this window that I can see in terms of in- incomings. So possibly a, possibly a defender, but not so much. Sorry, possibly the defender as opposed to any any or a defender. I think I think it would, be, it would have to be the right signing. Yeah, I think I think the only way I think Rodon kind of seems like a replacement for Foyt, and uh, maybe I think the only way we get Skriniar in is if we out Sanchez. Hmm. Basically, I think that's that's the only way I can see that happening. I'd love us to buy. If we just bought another defensive midfielder, that coverage for Hoybier, somebody like Sabitzer, who we've been linked with, and there's been a lot of talk about us being interested in, um, that would be fantastic. Mm. I can't see it. Okay, final question, and um, I was going to s- mention that was um, Ash uh, 
Ash's question. Um, that, that is related to transfers, sort of. Uh, and he says, wondering if now Pochettino has been installed as the PSG boss, will he come back to raid us? And then he just says, what do you think needs sorting in January? Personally, I think the Winx Soko position could be strengthened along with the Bert Bell Bergwijn position. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the first part, I, I see a lot of Spurs fans losing their shit over this and stressing out. I don't see what the issue is. I don't. I don't like. I think that the players that aren't any good, right, or that a surplus requir- requirement, then they'll be moved on, right. That's fine. Who cares about, about them? So, for example, if, if Danny Rose wants to go to PSG, then um, <laughs> I don't think any Spurs fan will <laughs> care much about that, you know. Or if, or if there's somebody like I don't know Stavis and Sanchez we, we mentioned earlier, if he's surplus to, to requirements and maybe a move is the best thing for him, then then fine. The the good players, um, I can't see them leaving Spurs short of us not doing well. If we don't do well. If we don't win a trophy, then yeah, those players might, you know, somebody like Harry Kane might think, come this summer, he's, he's going to be 28 in the summer. If he hasn't won anything this season for, um, with us, then I wouldn't be surprised at that age and at that point in his life that he decides to, to, to move on, whether that's PSG or somebody else, I don't know. But I, I don't think that's necessarily... I don't think that just because Pochettino has pitched up at um, PSG that it's suddenly going to lead lead to a mass exodus. I just see too much. There's a lot of also lazy journalism. Um, people suggesting that Hugo will go there. You know, it's almost like putting one and one together and then thinking, oh well, you know, just because he's French and maybe he's coming towards the end of his career, I can I can see why somebody might think that, but I don't see any actual evidence that would suggest that. Any of our top players would 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 go there. I don't. Probably the the kind of manager that Pochettino is. I'd imagine he's going to come in and say, "Look, I don't want to buy anybody in January unless we've got a position that's desperate. I want to, you know, look at my squad. Basically, yeah. you know, I want to well, review well, my squad and and treat them all fairly, you know, and go from there." Yeah, I think I think he did do that anyway. I think maybe maybe the question was also hinting at, at, at summer, um, but I can't, I can't you know I can't see that. I can't short short of us not doing well. If, if we, and if we haven't done well, then players move on. That's that that happens. Well, the thing is too, Jeff, is that I don't know where you know I kind of follow a whole bunch of football and PSG's transfer policy is kind of weird. It's like they want these superstars and then they just buy these. They've got a crap load of averages, you know, or kind of re- players that really ain't that good. I mean, they yeah. bought, they bought Moisa Keane from Everton in on loan, you know, who was doing shit at Everton, and they've got a Cardi there on loan from Inter. I yeah. think Le- Leonardo makes all the transfer, you know, he decides who who they get in and they get out. To yeah. be quite honest, I think the only per- the only player I could see Pochettino getting. Uh, of his old players might be Ericsson. Yeah, which which doesn't affect us anyway. Which don't affect I, us. Actually, I can I'd see. Happy, I'd be happy for Ericsson to get away from that complete prick Conte and the and the Premier League graveyard. I can see him going for Delhi, whether that's in January on on loan or or in the summer, and I think that would that would not speaking from our point of view, but from from Delhi's point of view, I think that would be a good move for him. And I think, even if there's a, even if there's an element of risk attached to it, I don't. I think, I don't think he's going to progress sitting, sitting, sitting on the bench for the next whatever six months of this season. Um, I think if he if he went somewhere else, he, it it could change his fortunes. Would it Would it affect us? Possibly, yeah. Possibly if we start, you know, we start to find ourselves in a situation later in the season where we're not getting the results and we're, we're having. Um, results like and performances like we did in, in the last four league matches before today, and we start to maybe pick up one or two injuries, and then we start to think, oh shit, one, you know, if only we had Delhi still in the squad. Yeah, in that in that scenario, it might affect us, but right now, I can't I can't see it affecting us. That's the only one I could see realistically that could happen. We, we, you know, either way, if he goes, we need to replace him because the creativity 
in the squad is still a little bit lacking. We've got players that can do it, but not mm. consistently. I think we need to do that anyway, regardless. Yeah. Regardless. And the other part of Ash's question was, he just says, personally, I think Winks is Soko. Or he, sorry, just, he talks about January and he just says, what needs sorting in January? Personally, I think the Winks is Soko position could be strengthened along with the Bale Bergwine position. So the Winks is Soko position, I think Skip's doing really well at Norwich and he'll come back in the summer. Um, that doesn't address immediate concerns in January. But. When we were at our best, we had Wanyama, Dembele, and Dyer, mm-hmm. all, all kind of similar, uh, similar hard-working midfielders, but also had a little bit different. And you know, a young, a different. and a younger up-and-coming Winks as well at that point. Yep, yep. Exactly. Um, we need we need a partner for Hoybier. We've been missing a proper midfield partnership. Well, it could well be Skip next season, but <laughs> that doesn't address... I don't think so. I think I could see him more... if he When he comes back, I could see him kind of slowly making his way into the team, you know? Yeah. Being, being oh. more of a backup to start off with. Yeah, for backup for Bergwijn. Yeah, I mean, offline, um, I think we, we discussed this, and I mentioned I liked um, the lad Phillips at Leeds, um, and another player that I've been quite impressed with, Ward-Prowse. Um, and he's in terms of free kicks this season he scored the most um, free kicks um, I think he's really good in terms of set pieces generally but both English which means there's going to be a premium value attached I'm not sure whether either club would sell to us but then also English is good in terms of quotas that sort I think Ward Prowse just signed a new contract uh, uh, just after the start of the season which mm-hmm. was disappointing because I agree with you. Apparently, I was reading a stat somewhere that said that Ward Prowse co- covered more ground than any other midfielder um, in 2020. Yeah. Um, and the other position he refers to, he, he, he talks about strengthening, is the Bale Bergwine position. We talked a little bit about this offline before the pod. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I think Lucas's time's up. He's had his chance. He's going backwards. Is Shit, when he's come on in games lately, he's been awful. Absolutely awful. But, yeah, I think his time's up. His time's mm-hmm. up. Time to... But, no, not, don't get rid of... You need to get... We need to get rid of him and replace him. We need to keep cycling through these players until we find that, that player that jives well with Kane and, and Son. And I still well, believe... I still believe Vinicius could be that guy, too. Yeah, Vinicius is another option. Um, we would have to maybe slightly change the way we play. And if we did start with Vicinius and Kane, then we lose the the option of having a striker coming off the bench. Um, ideally, Bale would be the person, but A is injured at the moment, and B prior to him being injured, he he wasn't you know he wasn't setting the world on fire. Um, Bergwijn, I feel, has had a good run recently, but. Don't I just I don't know. He's done okay, well, but he, he he had a run and then it's and then it started and stopped and now he got back in the team again. So I mean, what has he been? It's just coming up on a year now for Bergwijn. Yeah. So it's kind of at the point where it's like, okay, it's time for you to start. Sort of, you know, it's about time you really start again. You've getting used to this and, and contributing more whether he does or not I don't know but I wouldn't out him yet yep yeah I think there's a couple of there's definitely those two positions arguably centre back as well you could go further and talk about right back I'm still not convinced about the right backs we've got but yeah the implication of what Mourinho said yesterday was there wasn't going to be any incomings in January so might just have to make do with what we've got. He said the same last year mm. in December, didn't he? And we got Bergwijn. Yeah, yeah. Interesting month ahead, both in terms of transfers. Um, regardless, month. regardless, month. Of, regardless of what he says, it's always there's always going to be speculation, players' links, and anticipation amongst fans. So there's that. We've obviously got Marine in the FA Cup next week. Um, um, the league league goes on and we've got a, a league cup semi-final next next Tuesday so yeah big month ahead and uh, yeah hopefully 
hopefully it'll be a little bit more encouraging than, than perhaps the last month. Yeah, should be. Right. Um, the next podcast will be. I have no idea when I'm, when I'm going to record it, but it will be at some point in the, in the near future. Um, until then, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.